You're listening to Noise Extra. I'm Gray Holger, here with my co-host Tara Connolly. Hello. And Mike Connolly. Hello. And our guest today is Sean Reagan of Cult hello, of hello. Youth. Hey, Sean. Hello. How's it going? Oh, it's going pretty good, man. Uh, just been, well, spending the day mostly in the tote zone, to be honest. Yeah. You know, it's, a, it's, this whole thing is like totally weird. And let's, I don't know, let's just start it off with a bang and talk about Maria Zerfall and talk about why we're doing this podcast and how I first heard about Maria Zerfall, which was through you, to be honest. <laughs> well, yeah. So that, that's, you know, Sean, Sean put it out there. We're talking about Maria Zerfall, uh, German artist active from uh, 1983 to 1993, roughly. And who passed away in February of this year, unfortunately, who was active doing solo work from around 1983 up until 2000 and who passed away in February of this year, unfortunately. Yeah, it was fucked up. Yeah, we thought it'd be a nice time to discuss some of her work, which uh, uh, it's been a favorite of mine for a long time. And as Sean just said, I guess I must have played this for him the first time. <laughs> it's one of those things we do when we're together, right, Sean? Like... Uh, you, I, I, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm at your house. You play me records I've never heard of. You're at my house, and I do the same thing. So, it's that's... a thing, yeah. <laughs> no, so, I mean, well, l l let me. I guess I'll talk a little bit of how, how this all got started. I, I was texting with Brett from Total Black about something just completely unrelated, just like mailing some records or some personal friendship shit or something. And we were just going back and forth. And then he was like, oh, my God, did you hear that Maria Zerfall just died? You know, because he's in Germany. So the news kind of circulated first over there. And I was just like, oh, fuck, really? That's, that's, that's terrible, you know? And I just started thinking about it. And I was just like, oh, man, like, I, this is like someone whose work is really important to me. Like, I really love this stuff. It's like really meaningful. It's like tasteful. It's like mature. It's just fucking, it's the best. It's the best shit. It's quality shit. It's like, when I think about industrial music, like, I think about shit like this. This is what I fucking like. This is the good stuff. And it's just like, fuck, I want to do some kind of tribute. And it was like, you know, uh, the next couple of days, like social media tributes kind of started going out and that's cool. And like, I, I could do one of those, but I'm like, no, I want to do something more. You know what I mean? Because this is something that like really does mean, mean something to me. And I thought about it and I text and I immediately texted Gray because I was like, oh, Gray's got that fucking podcast, you know, <laughs> <laughs> let, 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 let's do something. It feels right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like the, the, but also yeah. by coincidence, um, Greg was the first person that, that played me Marie Zerfall, you know, like, like what I, I forget exactly what trip it was to LA. It was probably at least 10 years ago, maybe more. I was out there for something and we were in his car and we're talking. And I, at that time I was trying to just work my way through the Loki foundation catalog, you know, just try to listen to every release on the, on the label. And that one has just eluded me for whatever reason. I think probably cause it was a vinyl release and not a tape release. So it just seemed like, oh, that's always available because like vinyl is easy. You can just fucking buy a record in five seconds if you want to, you know, the, the record's for sale, you know, but where's tapes, you, you don't know how many they made those fucking things, like 510. So, the, so collecting the like earlier Loki stuff was kind of more of a priority, you know, or hearing that stuff first. I didn't want to listen to it on the internet because that felt like cheating, you know, so it's like, mm -hmm. I'll just hear it when I hear it, you know, so... But then I was, I think it was just in Gray's car and we're talking about it. He's like, wait, you never heard this shit? I was like, oh, I always wanted to. And he put it on. I was like, oh, fuck. Like, this is good. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is good. This is good shit. And then I remember going back to his house and listening to some more. I'm like, this is cool too. And he's like, oh, man, you think that's good? Wait till she plays the bass. I'm like, really? And he's like, burn. Like, oh, shit, it gets better. <laughs> like, he's like, have you heard this one? Have you heard this one? I'm like, immediately became obsessed and just started like, 
seeking that shit out like very proactively. Anyway, that's, that's my story. Before we continue our conversation, a word from our sponsor. Now available on Oxen Records, Incapacitance, Oxen Man's Uneasiness, CD. Newest studio recordings from arguably the most important group in noise history, pushing the boundaries of their enduring style. NBDY, Woods and Wires CD, Superior Harsh Noise Cut Up from Czech Republic. Title still available, Dressing from the Body to the Door. Scum, Unsustainable Social Condition, Necessary Downfall. Leah P., Surviving the Familiar. Available at oxenrecords.bigcartel.com. It's funny, you know, I'm, I'm obviously a huge lover of Loki Foundation and especially early Loki tapes. That was really important for me when I was getting into like a lot of the more miserable Euro industrial stuff. And I don't think of this as a Loki record. And I I think of it as a Membrum to Bile record. <laughs> it's all oh, I, mean, I know a, what you mean, but that was just, that was just release. my introduction. That was just my introduction to it. You know, that was where I first heard of it, you know? Yeah, it's just funny because I have always associated it more with Membrum to Bile. It doesn't look or feel as much like a Loki thing. And again, yeah, I think of Loki mostly for the tapes. And then when they sort of phased out of tapes, it was very largely a, a CD enterprise. But that to me means that like they back this. You know what I mean? Like the fact that they made an investment in pressing vinyl on this one. And I think that was even maybe compiled from the tapes or something like that was like, they were like, this is the shit we give a fuck about. We, we, this is meaningful to us. Like that's, that's how I read that situation. You know? Well, that's the other thing about this record is that it's not at, well, not this record, the, uh, the Alsvera Nix Gewesen record and pardon my German, but that's <sighs> record. Mine's bad too. <laughs> and the other readily available vinyl that's out there, which is the Kopfkrieg collection. They're, they're both collections. They're not, up until the vinyl on demand box set, none of this stuff had been reissued in its complete form. We got this is true. selections of tracks put on vinyl, which is still a noble thing to do. Oh, it's very good. I, I'm really happy that this shit got archived because you know what? That that's one of the fucking pitfalls of collecting tapes is when you get something that's super rare. It's like, yeah, cool. I've got the trophy, but on the other hand, it's like there's a responsibility here that it's like, this might be the only copy, you know what I mean? And if this tape gets fucked up, like this is lost to the world forever. You're like, who knows how many of these fucking got around, you know, maybe somebody lost it. Maybe they broke it. Like maybe they only sold 10 of them, you know? So it's like, there's in a weird way, there's kind of like, on one hand, it's like, cool. I love collecting tapes. On the other hand, it's just like, fuck, like I, I, I owe the art something out of this. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. These tapes, were all self-released, right? So all, all the yes. early Maria Zerfall tapes are just made by her and, you know, given away to friends and traded probably with people who were making stuff at the same time, people she was collaborating with, which she had another project called Active Stagnation. There's also the Maria Zerfall in Phase Perverse, and there's a, mm-hmm. a a band or a unit called Zeros. 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 I don't oh, that know. one's good. I haven't I got heard it that over actually. There, man. You got to fucking hear it, man. It's got like synth shit on it. It's like, it's way more kind of like fun. Like is, is this music ever fun? I mean, it's not fun, but it's, you know what I mean? It's, it's like a different, it's a different project. It's like a different side of her. Uh, is there any indication of the edition numbers of any of the tapes that nope. she did? Nope. Like I said, um, the one we're doing today, I've actually got two copies and they're both yes. different. <laughs> which by the way we might as well do the great reveal now um as a thank you to gray for uh 
for, for turning me on to Maria Zerfall, I am going to send him one of the copies. Whoa. Hell yeah. As a gift, a personal gift. Nice. Yeah, hell yeah. Thank you so I much, love. Sean. I like that this happened on air. I'm so oh, happy to hear this. Oh, we totally sweet. talked about it beforehand. This <laughs> 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 is so <laughs> fake. Don't edit oh, this out. <laughs> I was gonna, I was Sorry, I fucked your podcast up. <laughs> But, so but they... seriously, like, yeah, like he he deserves to have it. But 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 all, all, all joking aside, they're different. You know what I mean? It's like um, one of the tapes is like is on gray paper, which, of course, gray is getting the one on gray paper. And one of, of the course. tapes is on red paper, you know, so that's the one I'm keeping, mm-hmm. you know, accidentally ended up with two of them and this is fucking how it goes. But um, <laughs> and two of who knows how many of these things exist. I, I, the I know who, thing. who knows how many they even have? Like maybe maybe they only made five of them. Like I don't fucking know. But they sound different. Like one of them is like a little like like a little head. They're both kind of lean panned, a little hard to the right. But then like one of them is like a little more so, and they're kind of well, one's like more wobbly. It's just kind of just fucking is what it is, you know. They're on quality tapes. They were definitely hand dubbed. They're not like. These are not like mass produced at a factory. These are like hi-fi tapes that mm-hmm. she's probably sat in her fucking house and, and did herself. Like this is like a, this is a labor of love that was done with dignity. You know, this isn't just some cheap, like let's burn a hundred tapes and send them to everyone. This is like, this is art, you know, like this, this is, this is the real thing. There's actually a great photo of her on Discogs, which I haven't been able to source where the actual photo came from. I'd love to know and see a better version of it. It's Xerox. She's on the floor with her bass guitar and some cables plugged into some stuff on a table. And looks like, yeah, just in maybe a living room or a bedroom, there's like a bookshelf behind her and a stereo on the on top of the table, which, you know, maybe not even an amp. It looks like a boom box because who knows? You, you make do with what you have. And hmm. yeah, starting in the, you know, starting in the early 80s, she was in a punk band, which was called Zerfall before starting yep. Maria Zerfall. And I think some of that stuff has been has been kind of discovered. There's one tape that has some of it on it that's called oh shoot, lost the name. Mortis Mysterium. Uh, yeah, so. I haven't heard that stuff. I've always wanted to. And that's also just culturally an area that I'm very interested in. Just, you know, especially just as I've spent more and more time in Germany, like understanding the checks and balances of like the politics of the region. It's like all the influence of like punk and the, the Neudeutsche Welle and DW like movement, like all this stuff, the way that they kind of like interconnected, it's like pretty fucking interesting. And a lot of the politics that have to do with like, you know, East and West, you know, like mm-hmm. East Germany, West Germany, Berlin is this like bubble, you know, where it's like tech Berlin, you know, like West Berlin, technically the free zone, but it's, in the East. So it's like a a little bubble of freedom. And then how does that affect the other parts of like Berlin uh, of Germany and like all this other shit and how culturally does that trickle down into what music people were listening to and like what kind of stuff. So it's like the, the, the punk shit is like very interesting to me because I grew up fucking playing punk bands and I love that stuff, but it's also, there's the influence of the like kind of more art stuff. The like Einstein Neubauten kind of like, thing like happening too that's like an influence of like all of this stuff you know what i mean like, yeah absolutely mm-hmm. yeah i'm sure accessibility varied widely at the time and i don't think we'd mentioned yet that um Zerfall means you know chaos decay or sorry not chaos but decay you know decay in general decay of all things and so maria Zerfall is not actually her name her 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 name 
That's Christine, her artist's right? name. Yeah, Christine Veyrater yeah. is is her given name. You know, Sean, another band that you that you turned me onto was also from early eighties Germany, which is Non Toxic Lost. Yes. Which that's the fucking best. I've got a lot of their tapes too, man. Like all this German shit, man. It's like I don't know. It's it's it it's good. You know, they they're good at making industrial music over there. They 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 really know what the fuck they're doing. <laughs> so I played this or I played some of Maria's Airfall for you. Where did you go for like hunting down these tapes then? Is this all discogs? This people in Germany all over, all over the place, man. Uh, it's, it's weird finding this stuff. You know, it's kind of a combination of like discogs and private sale, you know, but pretty much every tape I have, I got from Germany. I've got a lot of them. I just, there's a big windfall of them that just went up for sale recently. And I think it was, probably because like a combination of factors because like a the vinyl on demand box set came out so all this stuff's like already like archived so people are like okay i can let this go because now we can listen to it on the fucking record cool mm-hmm. so it's like i don't need the original anymore combined with the fact that there's a fucking pandemic and people are broke and they want to sell their shit you know so you know the, those two factors combined it just sort of seemed like the stars align i just got a ton of maria's zerfall tapes like recently like pretty fucking quick and for not even that much money man it was it was pretty okay and it was, yeah, like I said, it was like maybe some people in Discogs, maybe some private sales, just kind of, you know how that goes. You do an off, an offsite deal, and then it turns into mm-hmm. emails, and then the, I got something else, this and that, and you get confused, which is actually how, how I ended up with two of those tapes. Just, you know, <laughs> like, I think maybe even it's possible that I was having one sent to Brett's store in Germany to hold for me. Because I didn't, because the guy didn't want to ship to the U.S. It was one of those tapes that I had over there, and then he brought it over here. Like it was like one of those things where I was like, "Wait a second, how the fuck did I get two of these? You know, like <laughs> I never thought I'd have one. You know, but uh, this just finds you. But and some of the other ones I just got them over the years, just through private private people, just you know, from doing this shit forever and knowing people. You know, I've I've got most of them. Have you been able to find out much about her outside of what's just in the tapes? too much i mean if i had more time i mean we 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 put this together really fast and and i'm really busy like if i had more time and i could have done more research i probably could have figured out a little bit more but i mean i can tell you what i know i mean i i do know that when people started posting about her death online somebody like somebody uh, made a comment that uh she had plans to play live in 2024 and that they were in contact with her and so she must have known she was dying and was like trying to like get in one last show or something. And I'm just like, fuck, you, you know, like the, uh, I, I really wish that happened, you know? Yeah. It would have been, it would have been great to, to see the sound on this stuff is very primitive. And even the vinyl on demand box set, which has been, you know, you think cleaned up and whatever you're talking about, uh, leaning to the right in terms of the stereo panning that still happens on some of the tracks where mm-hmm. must have been hey, on I've, the master I've ripped, I've ripped tapes for vinyl on demand before like i know how it goes <laughs> like you know these tapes are fucking weird <laughs> you don't know which copy they pulled it from you know like it's just fucking like i said before each one is different and then the the music itself is incredibly crude i mean made obviously on cassette made with whatever means were available and what that was was the bass guitar that she'd played 
in a punk band and mm-hmm. some scrap metal, maybe yep. a cheap keyboard on a couple of them. It almost looks like there's a trumpet on some of the songs here. Like I this tape has fucking cool. Yeah, there's there's moments where you can't tell if it's a trumpet or if it's bass feedback, and they kind of morph into each other. Yeah, like it's 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 totally cool. Like I don't know what the mm. fuck she was into, but like she knew what she was doing, man. Like incredible. Yeah, I feel like the horn could be possibly a throbbing gristle influence. Oh, the, I I wrote that down in my notes. There. Like for 100%, sure, hundred percent, hundred percent. Like that is not subtle. Like that is very much there. <laughs> But it's cool, and she does it right. There's yeah, something yeah. special about her feedback too, and the way it's used. Mm-hmm. It sounds it's melodic, so distinctly her. She uses it very melodically. She also uses it for accent very well to yep. punctuate the vocals or to yep. break up a rhythm. And it's one of those things I've always noticed is that while everything sounds crude and a little janky, it's hand played. The rhythms are hand played on metal. The bass guitar is played, so there's, you know, it's not a sequenced bass line from a synthesizer. It's it's a bass guitar in a room, and all of that adds to this strange human feel, coupled with in the red recording of a lot of that stuff. So the distortion on it and the saturation on it is really nice and heavy, and the breakup is really good. And then her vocals are also incredibly unique. There's a variety of different sort of processing things that go on with the vocals but by and large they're very direct very clear you can make out if you can speak german all the lyrics there there's no guessing or are those vocals the vocals are there on top of the sound and equally loud which is great but also not a lot of sort of modulating effects there's delay there's reverb but it's not too much except on one track where the vocals are recorded to tape and then messed with the entire time. You can hear Mm -hmm. either a pitch knob or a a hand pull tape stopping thing going on with it that I really love. But dude, everything about this project is just fucking tasteful. This tape in particular is just like, it's just well done, well executed. It's just fucking, it's, it's elite. You know what I mean? It's, it's the best. It's the best shit. Like you're correct. Well, and I think that, she uses such timeless themes, like something that is, you know, dark, nihilistic, but also, you know, existing in a more archetypal space than a specific point in time. Yeah, absolutely. Because the tape does come with the lyrics. And while I can't speak German, there is handy dandy translators in this world these days. <laughs> yeah. So Tara did translate uh, the lyrics and. Exactly yeah, I mean, I can, I can get, you know, probably not exact four translations of of what she's saying, but you know, for for example, um, in in the the lost world, the sunken world, the the words are in the cold, in the night, the delusion of war is just as the only true escape, one like a world that's vanished from reality by day. Again, you know, the the through line is is uh, psychological bleakness, um, isolation, uh, you know, decay, decay, fading out of the world, darkness, uh, just trying to be outside of one's body and one's mind. Do we want to talk about specific tracks? Yeah. I got notes. Yeah. 
Absolutely. They fucking rules. Like I, like I, I feel bad. Like I dropped the ball last time to make Governor Bone one because I just was like, I didn't even fucking listen to the record. I'm just like, oh, here's the history of the band. I love this band. But I was like, this time I was like, I, I'm going to do a better job. So like, I actually took fucking notes. Yeah. I don't know. I'm a busy guy. I don't do this shit every week, you know? Well, but I think it's great to have, I love the overview that you provided and, and contextualizing things is, is so nice. So I, I really appreciated that you provided all of that information. And, and I Great. thought that that was lovely. So again, you know, going through this, just understanding, you know, the, the context in which she was creating her art and the place and the time I think is so, so valuable. And, and I'll be honest, like the way that this is recorded, there were times when, you know, I was struggling to figure out which track it was. I had to go to the lyrics and be like, oh man, which track are we on? And, you know, kind of getting lost. So I think that this release, especially the, the Tota zone, the dead world, the dead zone, uh, really that the tracks kind of bleed together in a, yep. in a very confusing way. Well, that's really? why like, I, I actually made a, like last minute made a rip of the tape, which I, emailed to gray. I don't know if you guys got it, but like, so you could compare it to this and that because sometimes having it digitally is like good because you can see the waveform, sort of see which track is which uh. and kind of move around and sort of scroll through it and be like, this is that one. This I just to get the, you know, it's just a, a way yeah. if you really want to go deep into it, it's a better way to, to sort of observe it, you know? <laughs> so the vinyl Not on just, demand record actually, I guess you do the record too. Yeah. Splits a couple of the tracks that are listed singularly on the cassette, which would be trommel and the angst seal and those are because they have pauses or shifts in the tone of the piece but they also still very much continue what they're doing so you can tell while listening to the record which you know has separate track listings for them and even uh trommelfuhr 2 was put on the alsvera nixgewessen record so it, that section of it being referred to as two isn't new to this vinyl on demand box. It was done that way in the past, but just when the, when the original tape came out, it was just one sort of piece. But what we have at least cassette wise is four tracks on an A side and six tracks on the B side, uh, including a remix of the first track on the B side as the last track on the B side. The remix is cool. To. The remix is, remix really is cool. cool, but it starts with absites and Tara, what does that translate to? Offside. Outside? Offside, pardon me. Offside. All mm -hmm. right. And this track starts with that, that hiss. Really, you're, you're very well aware that there's some, some cassette tape present and some high gain going on. And crude, simple rhythm, bass guitar. But she plays a melody. It's a simple melody, but there's melody played on this. And that's one of the things I also think is really powerful about this project is the use of melody. It's not a generic din. There are riffs, repeated notes and repeated melodies going on. And the vocals on this tend to a processed whisper, which I really like. The, oh, that yeah. cacophonous drum bashing mm -hmm. really just sets us up for the whole ride. The vocals on oh, well, the vocals of the whole tape are otherworldly, but like that track is just like fuck when they come in. The sort of whispery thing It's just like oh my god, like what is this? <laughs> like yeah, she her, knows what she's doing. Yeah, her varied vocals are are so nice because she changes the way that she's doing her vocals. You know, as each track progresses, like sometimes she's evil, and like you said on this, she's she's kind of 
insinuating and whispering and, and it's and it's drenched in mystery. And the second track on this tape is another piece that would be found on the Loki Foundation record we're talking about, which is Kopfkrieg. And also the title of one of the other collections that was put out in 2000 of her work, which again, just pulls from more tapes. There's overlap on, uh, yeah. on these things, which is fun to notice, you know, pe- different people collecting them and picking, picking their favorite. Well, actually not even different people. Membrum DeBile did the Cop Creek record as well. So they're hand in hand, I guess, but this is the first appearance of the horns. I was going to say, this is the one that for me felt like really like the most throbbing gristle sounding was track two. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that way that's got starts with the horn. Cause, cause later on it was, cause I made some notes like it's a horn. And later on I'm like, Oh, I thought that was a horn, but no, but it's space feedback. Then I went, went and listened back again. I was like, Nope, that's definitely the trumpet. Like, you know, like the, and this is, you know, cause the, the sounds all kind of like meld together in this really like perfect kind of way. But yeah, that's the TG one, like track number two with the horn. Like that is fucking spectacular. Yeah. And it's also got that background rattling. The bass isn't quite as prominent in this piece. It takes a little bit more of a background where normally I find that if there's bass on the track, it is one of the primary instruments. She's very comfortable utilizing that to propel the piece either for crude bass noise with distortion and feedback creeping or for melodic structures in the piece. And on, on the third track, Gen sites, which I'm going to need a, a translation. Actually, I translated them as well. So hereafter, <laughs> I didn't, <laughs> I know some German, but my German is mostly just like, I know how to order food and get a beer and like function in society. Like I can't talk about ideas, you know, like, <laughs> so Yen I'm working is- a couple words here and there. <laughs> Yenzites is beyond. Beyond, okay. My my translation cool. had hereafter, so maybe afterlife, something same, in that yeah, realm. Yeah, same thing. Beyond yeah. this, yes. That that interpretation of the word, I guess. Sure. And there's a ghostly drone on this before a kind of rigid bass melody comes in. We also get horn and this. I, the only the way I could describe it in my notes was degenerated feedback. Yeah, this one, the atmosphere is to the front. Also with Cop Creed, the suffocating atmosphere of these two tracks are really the focus. But I do know what you mean with the bass lines, especially down the line throughout the tape. The bass lines come to the forefront for sure. But these two, certainly the atmosphere is heavy, heavy on these. Yeah, and and the lyrics for the the track of Yenzite's Beyond... Uh, the text is from Hans Sabel, uh, and and it is it is quite quite nice. If you'd like to hear what she's saying, absolutely, please. So I'm going to pull again, the lyric sheet out right now. I've got the tape tape right here. Yeah, again, here's <laughs> a, here's read a, along. <laughs> a yeah. poor translation. So apologies, uh, I'll read the German joke. speakers, but we can at least understand the gist of what's being said. Uh, I walk slowly out of the world into a landscape beyond all distances, and. What I was and what I am stays. Go with me, don't hurry. In a far, still untrodden land, I walk slowly out of time into a future beyond the stars. And what I was and what I am will always stay. Go with me, without impatience and without haste. I have never been or hardly have been. Wow. And you said those lyrics are actually from some someone else that's from a... 
Yes, they are they are taken from someone else, and I do, I'm not familiar with the the writer, the artist, um, who not that either. Is. But those lyrics certainly encapsulate a lot of this tape. The feeling, the atmosphere, mm-hmm. the vibe from those lyrics very much what I get when I listen to this Because tape. you don't, with something with such an industrial feel, I, I do think that there is some insinuation of nature into this. And just in terms of maybe something celestial, something otherworldly. It's not, it's not just completely, you know, grounded in modernism. It, it is. You know, that's interesting. Time. I never, I never looked at it through that perspective, but I think you're correct. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a good thought. Yeah. Otherworldly and alienating is also a way mm. that this stuff makes me feel it's, it's not from somewhere I'm familiar with and it's not, it doesn't make me comfortable. It doesn't, let me settle in because of the tones because of the composition each track is a new type of sort of guessing game entering entering a new room in total darkness and figuring out what's in there is it broken glass is it gravel is it junk metal is it this bass guitar and it keeps doing that i think that feeling might carry over with me from my first experiences which was that collection record where the tracks are from different mm-hmm. cassettes even, but even on the individual releases, it still has that character of this is, this is different. Each track portrays a different aspect of something that works really well to keep you on your toes while listening. Something that I, that I made a note of was that like, she really gets a lot of mileage uh, out of the source material. It's like, you mm-hmm. think that it's like a re- pretty simple equation, but it's like, she really does a lot with it. And that it's not just like, it's not like it's Motorhead. You know, here's a song. Here's another song. Here's another song. They all fit the same formula. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like, no, there's like a few ingredients, but they're all like radically different. And that's, that to me is particularly intriguing. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. Simple means for maximum effect because yeah, it feels like the limited amount of stuff she's using, especially on this tape. It feels like what's used on this tape is a handful of things. And then They constantly are turning over, folding, Mm -hmm. finding a new way of using that, finding a new way to use the bass, finding a new way to use the feedback. And yeah, the distortion on the bass goes to the vocals, then even just using the tape itself to provide distortion with the stretching and the method that it's played. Absolutely. No, I mean, that's that that is a thing. And I think there's a Brian Eno quote about all of this shit where he's basically like, you know, like, um, like the the power of art is like based on like pushing against limitations you know what i mean it's like when you have like a million options it's like it's too hard because it's just like look what this thing can do look what this thing can do look what this thing can do it's like you got too much gear and it just feels scrambled and unfocused but then if you just force yourself to like use a simple framework and like work within that and sort of like push against that the art is more interesting because it's like focused and there's a concept you know and this is like a, a total concept like the entire tape it's like there's a concept it's well executed there's like a there's a few ingredients but they you get a lot of mileage out of it and it like all makes sense together it's like it's very savvy you know yeah how many times are you like trying to make a track or or you know make something sonically and you're like okay i have to focus i'm only going to use these four notes yeah and i'm going to use this piece of equipment and i'm going to have to ignore everything else and otherwise like, you, you drown in yeah, the, in you the have choices to make rules for yourself uh to to play with because otherwise exactly it's, there's there's too much oh, i really I prefer have, limitations 
and, yep, and rules. That's a way that I think it when I'm trying to make something. And otherwise, the, the tyranny of choice gets to you, right? There's too many options. And I think there's maybe a new option introduced on Tromelfuer. Tromelfuer? Tromelfoyer. On Tromelfoyer, which is maybe some broken glass. I, I alluded to it a bit earlier, but I hear that, and or at least that's what I think I'm hearing. There's also a really nice use of delay on this where the delay itself becomes an instrument with that feedback ringing. Yeah, this is a cool one. I'm, they're all cool ones. As I have to this track, I'm like, wait, but this is the best one. Like, no, this yeah. is the best one. I'm like, ah, oh, this is a fucking great date, man. I, I like the ah. beginning of this track a lot, too, with the fires burning and the helicopters flying overhead. Mm-hmm. That's where I was taken. And then I was just thinking the intro sounded like fucking condom or something. It's like... Like, well, it has like, that right like yeah. especially the big that that first section mm-hmm. of this track it's it's so cool well and it translates to barrel like barrel is tronal uh but like drum fire you know like the firing off drums yeah i think the the when i looked it up the barrage was what came up so i was picturing something like machine gun fire like a you know a blast mm-hmm. and as Connelly mentioned, the first half, this is one of the two pieces that's split into half on the Vinyl On Demand reissue and also Tromelfoyer 2. Tromelfoyer 2 is on the Elsewhere and Excavescent record. So there is a split halfway through this track where it goes from those. First off, the first half has the nastiest vocals I think we find on the record. Yeah. They're really. Yep aggressive and terse and that's something that she does really well the i mean i feel like it's a very german sounding record or at least this this track especially and then yep. the second half becomes this pure atmosphere with this delayed rhythmic clanging and these reverberated bass soundscapes that give a different picture or maybe the aftermath of the barrage I love that, that, yeah, that first section really just, I was so locked into that. And I like the, the condom comparison of that. Cause it did have that, you know, the, I think I, I can only do it with the mouth, right? They're like, you know, I, I can't explain oh, what it I is. Oh, I want you it, to. But it, yeah, no, oh, but it has that it. like, yeah, that just, <laughs> that fluttery. It's yes. got that power, you know, yeah. she, she knew what she was doing. And it, and it creates a big space. Like, I think that especially this track creates a, a large space for sound. It's not, you're not small room. You're, you're big field. That's the thing is, Greg, you were saying that there's a picture of her, what may seem to be like a living room possibly, which it would make sense. That's where mm-hmm. this stuff is recorded. But yeah, my brain went to some giant bombed out, you, yeah. you know, empty concrete yeah. bunker where this it's is like being a recorded. Video. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I went to where Halbermensch was <laughs> yeah. recorded. That's where I was picture or, or the, the video. <laughs> That's where I was picturing these being done. But in reality, yes, sitting on the floor of a living room is more accurate to what was probably the actual case. But I love that. I love mm-hmm. I like to think no, but of she both. Probably I like to think made of the small field recordings in a building. Sure. Then took them back and then just 
went in her house with headphones on on the four track or whatever and sure. played the bass. So sure. it's, it's both. You know what it's I mean? Both. That's, that's like the process. The yeah. I, I like the- I, I think that's a good tactic. And that, that's something that I've learned, you know, yeah. from, from going in Germany. It's like, there's a lot of bad buildings in Germany. Like that country got fucked up. A lot of weird things happened. A lot of buildings just left empty and you can make a lot of cool sounds in those buildings, you know? And that's the whole history of fucking German music. I mean, like even yep. back to the sixties to fucking Krautrock and all this, like people just like took over buildings, like can just like squatted an old theater. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they fucking mm-hmm. lived in there and set up there since, you know, like Neubaten it's like the, 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 you know, those recordings the under water the tower. underpass and the, mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. It, I've been so to those cool. places. They're fucking cool. And I've recorded in those places. Oh yes. my God. Apparently in that, in that underpass now, there's some guys like that are like charging admission. Some just like fucking scammers. Ah! Cause there's like a hole in the fence <laughs> as they go through. And apparently just like, there's some guys that stand there and be like, you want to come through this hole in the fence? You got to pay me like, you know, like five euros or something. <laughs> it's like, it's fucked up. And they're just like criminals that ripped you off. I'm like, <laughs> I, I, I never went to that one. I've been to some other ones, but I'm just like, that's mm. fucked up. But also like, yeah, whatever, man, like yeah. street life. Like I get it. <laughs> well, talking about uh, big spaces and, and big rooms. There's the cover of the cop Krieg collection that memory about put out in 2000 is a photo of Christine next to some big silos and some pipe work outside in the sun. There's another photo on the back of her. It's like leaning against a staircase next to a sliding like metal bay door and just concrete and overgrown weeds. So I think that those assumptions, those visual images we get from this stuff are, are right in line with it. While some of it was yes, recorded or assembled in a living room, in a bedroom, there's, there's much bigger sound going on here. I don't think she was throwing scrap metal around in her living room necessarily. I think that might've happened in one of these spaces we're seeing. Her look, though, I I have to say, like, aesthetically, well, in addition to the things that, you know, she was clearly drawing, creating collages, doing things by hand, she she clearly had uh, a vision for her work. But just in the way that her photos represent herself and that the women are depicted with the very austere, you know, head covered, um, wearing all black, fully, fully covered, Mm -hmm. uh, but then also using that that image to insinuate also like a specter of death, you know, or, or something that is, that is otherworldly. I just love those images and I love that severe, severe look. Uh, and it's, and, you know, first glance, you're always going to remember who it is. As soon as you see Maria Zerfall, you know, with that scarf, you know exactly who it is. Well, can we talk about her death? Do we know the cause of death? I've heard what I, what I think is true, but I'm not sure if it's correct. I, I heard it was cancer, but I mm-hmm. you know, but don't quote me on that. That's also what I've heard. That's what you've heard. So it's, it's so it yeah. very well could be true. So that also, in a weird way, kind of ties into that shit as well. And especially talking about this tape now, it's just like seeing that with a you know chemotherapy, like shaved head, like all that kind of shit. It just sort of like fits with the like vibe of the tape, which makes this like a pretty heavy subject to talk about, you know. And and I know some of her lyrics do reference cancer, but I, I can't tell if it's metaphor or literal. So I don't I know. You know, I, I don't know. Art imitating life or life imitating art. Who I will. Knows, you know you what? Know. I will. I will do some work and have some uh, people who are fluent in German that we know uh, listen to some things and let us know. There's also a, an artist talk with her on YouTube, actually from. Uh, what is that? July? August August of 2022. Uh, it is in German. Uh, it's about 35 minutes long, but she is there in conversation with someone else talking about her artwork 
uh, unfortunately, I don't speak German, so while I've watched it, I don't know what all's being said. Anyone who feels like translating that for us, drop us a line, because I would be very curious. Uh, Sean, you mentioned every track. You're like, oh, this is the best track. Yeah, I get oh, that. Oh, but you know what my favorite track is? Actually, <laughs> the first one on side B. Yep. Is that your favorite too? <laughs> yeah. That's the hit. Oh my God, I love it. We have the same favorite track. Oh shit, I just clipped the microphone. That's okay. going to sound bad, but who okay. cares? It's going to be awesome because it's genuine excitement because that exactly. is the best track. Yeah, it's my favorite track too. <laughs> yeah, but my first words are the I literally jam. like wrote in like big like letters on this fucking piece of paper, the hit in all cover <laughs> letters in Sharpie. <laughs> you know, like- that's the one. Yeah, the the yeah. bass melody, the 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 barrel percussion, oil barrel percussion is all I could hear there. The trademark what I think of is a what I think of is the trademark Maria Zerfall feedback high. The thing I was talking about earlier, the the use of the feedback that strained high end as punctuation and the vocals are this powerful whisper i don't know any other way to describe it this they, is the one where push. i really felt the the neubauten the thing this is like the blick the bargeld mm-hmm. kind of vocals like you know what i mean with the way totally. that she's doing it it's the same kind of vocal technique and i don't know if she did it first he did it first who fucking knows it's on the same current but like that is like the fucking vocals are perfect the bass is almost like funky it's like fucking weird it almost is like an actually a song it's just like this shit is Cool, like I will DJ that. You know what? I will. I ripped the tape. I'm gonna, I'm, yeah. DJ, hey, it's happening. I'm DJing the live Done. radio on my birthday at the spring equinox. I'm gonna play that. Oh, that's great news. Perfect. Yes. But well, uh, but yeah, this song fucking rules. I, I have the lyrics here. It's it's Verzunkene Welt, which is sunk world or lost world. And the lyrics are in the cold, the night is the delusion, the war is just only as true as escape. One like the world that in my has vanished from reality by day. Yes. Bad translations, but hey, we, we get the <laughs> idea of the darkness that's being conveyed, the isolation, uh, the escapism, all of those things. There's two postulations that were going on before recording about what the title may be a reference to. Yeah, my initial guess, and this is just because it's I read the book, so it sticks out to me, is J.G. Ballard's 1962, The Drowned World, which the sunken world and the drowned world, or the, the translation we have of this, would click with me. And that's a, sort of about a post-apocalyptic world, right, that were ravaged by uh, the sun. And so, I, I don't know, that that could be... One thing that it's referencing, it talks about uh, not being there by the day, you know, and in the darkness, and so uh, it's it's a it's a possible possible yeah. uh, idea for it. And lost world was in in the German translations of that was called the same title, a Versunken Welt, the a, a movie, yes, uh, the German movie, movie, Lost World. So it could be a combination, though, of both, yeah, right? No. And and again, it it does tie back into archetype, right? The idea right. of a lost world, an underground city, hidden places, obscured reality, all of these things, you know, melt into one. Much like, again, her aesthetic look in terms of any reason that you would have something over your head, the obscurity, the even the the menacing look, you know, holding 
a gun pointed at the camera holding, you know, something in, in a very, very threatening way, but also obscured. I love that T-shirt. The one that came with the vinyl on demand box that has the gun image on it on the oh, front. Yeah. You yeah. know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Oh man, I bought that box set just for the t-shirt. Like it's so <laughs> cool. Like I don't care. I wear it to the gym. I'm like, this is fucking awesome. I've been wearing, I've been waiting for a long time. And I'm just like, oh man, like this is a prized, prized position. We follow Rizukana Velta with Tot Zone, the title piece. And yep. uh, I wrote, first thing I wrote for this one was a song. Right. So we're coming off of the last track, which also is the the hate. And this one follows suit in being just collapsed metal percussion. The the tough vocals, they felt like it was hard for her to say, hard for her to get the words out while listening to this one. They feel I don't want to say strained, but there's a, a difficulty in her language or her tone of voice, which is further exacerbated by this is the track with the tape manipulation on it of the vocals. So they, they pull and peel and warp in uncomfortable ways while they're also difficult to put together. It almost felt like they were collaged from different sessions or different readings and and put together. There's maybe a little too much space between some of the words. Some of this doesn't make sense in the way it's put together. And I I really like that. It gives such an off-putting feel to what starts out as a song, feeling like a, it's going to be a song. Yeah, the, the lyrics, I look under the shroud and what I see are black spots doubling in the dead zone. The characters, they stagger in front of me back and forth. How should I prove that I'm still alive? Three times came death as music. To my eyes, I'm drunk. I like, how can I tell if I'm still alive? She's Mm -hmm. in the dead zone. She's in the dead world. Dude, my notes for this track are so stupid. I literally just wrote like tote zone in all capital letters and just like Sharpie because it's just just too fucking cool. I'm just like, I don't fucking know, man. This is just awesome. (laughs) Like I got nothing to say other than I just love this track, man. And thank you for providing the actual information because- what a, what a track. This is the title track and, and this the is the concept zone. and this is like yeah. the, the, this is the focal point of the tape. This is the like apex. This is the like, you know, it's the thing. It's the zone. Have you <sighs> heard and are there available live recordings? Because she did do three shows. I never heard that shit. I would mm-hmm. love to. I didn't even yeah. know that existed. No, I don't know. No, I don't know don't, if it does. Don't, I don't know if there's any, I don't any... know if there's any recorded yeah. evidence of it. Of the show, she was supposed she, to play this year. Yeah, God, yeah, that's heartbreaking. Wow. <sighs> I would have got on a fucking plane for that. <laughs> Even if I didn't know she of- was dying, like who fucking cares? Like I'll get on a fucking plane to see her, yeah. no matter what. Drop everything, you know. Yeah, I've never, I've never heard any live recordings. Or even seen them anywhere. I'm not sure. I'm not sure right. if they exist. Even you know, if they it, it might documented. be completely unrecorded, undocumented, which <laughs> is just adds to that. Adds to the mystery, adds mm-hmm. to the entire story. Yeah. The, the bass is definitely coming to the front on a lot of these B-side tracks, for sure. Yeah, yes. Song I kind of think the B-side is better than the A-side. 
You know what I mean? Like, I, like the A side is cool, but the B side is re- where it really gets going. Like, that's a, my opinion. It, 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 the A side leads a lot into the B side, and yes. a lot of this stuff is saved. It seems for the, for the journey, right? You yep. you stuck with the journey, and now you're getting rewarded with some of these songs. You can't front load the thing, but the problem is that like even the bad songs are still the best songs because it's awesome. So. <laughs> Well, that's true. I would say there's no there's no bad songs on this yeah. record. And again, this this track after Tot Zone, the um Verve song is decay. And and you get that kind of health symbolism in the lyrics. Uh time is decaying, the brain dries up, no pain, dull, empty heaviness of death, no sense of smell, sticking together, deaf, deaf and dumb red cells. Illness, illness time, sick, the time eats at me. I'm dying to rot. My brain sticks together, cancerous cells in the tough brain mass. Enjoy, consume the disease. Enjoy, consume your illness. Enjoy, consume yourself. The theme of decay obviously carries through with the band name Zerfall, right? Like that that's the band she was in. That's the surname she chose. And Maria referencing innocence, so innocence and decay as central themes to this. And we hear that in a lot of these lyrics, and we also see that, you know, unfortunately, with her demise. The next piece is Vervesung, I believe. That's Well, that was decay. That Those are the lyrics yep. I just read. The next piece is Bevagung. Oh, my bad. Sorry. I was, I was going to... Okay, this piece has that loop atmosphere that starts in the background and then the i wrote metal heartbeat because it's that simple one two pause rhythm of a heartbeat and i also noted that this has in total opposition to the previous track and maybe because of it this has the more comfortable vocals this is the closest we get to uh something palatable in terms of the presentation also, it's a very empty piece with a little bit of, this is where I thought maybe there's a synthesizer, some sort mm-hmm. of keyboard being played, but it's very empty until the scrap jam. My notes were just question marks. Like, what the fuck is she doing here? <laughs> like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, it's, it's empty and spare. And then there's this explosion of scrap metal and bass, and then it fades away to emptiness again. And it's very minimal throughout the remainder of the piece. And it's a, a, Strange point for the climax to come in the track and in the side because this sits sort of firmly in the middle of the this tape side. Yeah, this is movement is is what the the track means, and you know the lyrics are quite bleak. It's movement delays death, weakness, and illness. Illness is descent. It's ag. There is only agony until death. Death is the end. The end is infinite and only torment. This track has that careful feedback. It's Mm. very deliberate, very almost precious, really expert manipulation of feedback. But there's also metal both all over the stereo field and off in the distance. It's, It's in the background. It's in your face. It's at your side. And again, the ever present bass and the return of the horns. Too cool. 
I got nothing. <laughs> I just fucking love this shit, man. I don't know. It's like, <laughs> like yeah, agreed. I'm dead at all. <laughs> well, Sean, you did when when we were discussing doing this episode, and like like you said, you you you'd grad discuss this idea, and we were obviously just like, yeah, I, there's no one else we want to do this with. Yeah, and and we always find sometimes when talking about an artist, it's easy to pick one album to give a springboard so that we can just have mm-hmm. a focus to talk about. But why was this the one for you to pick to focus on as opposed to any other ones? Was Is this the one that really hit you first? No, or it's because it- I had two of them. Oh, there you go. There you go. That, that's a good reason. I was like, I had two of them and I was Perfect. just like, oh shit. Well, well, I should send one to him. I got Perfect. an extra one. Perfect. And then it was like, Hey, let's like, wait a minute. This also kind of fits the theme. Cause she fucking died, you know, Perfect. like no, that, not to no, be weird exactly. about it, but she did. You know what I mean? Like this is True. actually kind of the perfect tape. It just randomly, I have two copies of it and this is a fitting tribute to talk about this. What this fucking tape. I so, agree. And, and by, even- also by coincidence, one of my copies is gray. Like it's the color gray and it's going to gray. Like, you know, he, he, he should fucking have this. So like, like, why should we not do this podcast? It's like, it, Every, like, it shows me, you know, like <laughs> everything aligned. And, and as yeah. Tara's translating the lyrics, you can really get that sense of, wow, we're really talking about this important tape in her mm-hmm. work in relation to her passing. And it really seems to, you know, looking at the past and seeing the future, <laughs> element to this tape the next track is the angst Jacila, and that is the fear of the soul as a trans as i can translate it but of course that those words make me think of the 1974 fassbender film ali fear eats the soul uh, which in german is angst essen sila auf so similar title similar words and i wonder what sort of inspiration well no it's it's i mean i wonder if this is an inspiration because we see obviously some nods to neubauten a a band from west berlin at the time right this film also takes place in west germany I, i wonder what other influences she was bringing in from german art at the time and where those lines draw because we see a couple like references here to you know obviously uh, we talked about the ballard thing or the austrian film right and now we have something that's like vaguely related and could be a mutation of the title of a fassbender film so um, it's interesting to think about in times when art especially stuff getting out of berlin might have been a little more difficult to obtain what we what we are left with and what was able to make an influence well, something I, I, I guess that I'm not really sure of is, do we know what part of Germany she even fucking lived in? Like, do we know where she lived? So I'm assuming she was in Western Germany, but I don't think it was Berlin. It doesn't really fit the vibe, but is it? She started in uh, Krelsheim. I know, there's, and, I know there's like an Austria connection as well, because she was tight with those guys too, you know? She started in uh, Krelsheim with Zerfall, and then... Uh, Where's that? Uh, near Dusseldorf, I believe. And then moved so, to Dusseldorf. So that's, that's West, right? Yeah. Yes. I don't know where the fuck Dusseldorf is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. West, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I do, but you know, I mean, I don't have a map in front of me. Okay, so she was, so she was like not in the Berlin thing, but she was like in Western Germany. Okay, I mean, it makes sense because the, the Eastern German stuff from that era is like all more like wacky and zany because they were just kind of like going bonkers and like, you know, because all that like communist like block shit, like all of it's got it like zany and they have like fucking like 
wind instruments and like play a million things. So it's like it makes sense that it would be west. But yeah, it's, um, it's far west Germany near the border, actually. Yeah. Is there okay. a, is it's there near an, Belgium? Is there an address on the tape cover? Uh, that's what I was looking for. Uh, yeah, Dusseldorf. There you there go. go. There you go. Yeah, cool. I think. <laughs> I have been to Dusseldorf. I think of Dusseldorf as the most German-looking German town. <laughs> yeah. It just, it literally looks like when you think about a German town. It, that's my memory of Dusseldorf. Is mm -hmm. it, it, I'm like, that's what I think about when I think about a classic looking German town, but I, I was only in there. I was probably there for, you know, sound check, play, leave. So I have vague, vague memories. Well, uh, Dianx Drasila seems to follow suit from Vethagung. And again, apologies to all. It's native wild. I'm so I, yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah, it's, German yeah, we're, speakers. Yeah, like it's wild. We're doing a good job. We're, we're pretty good. I always say, Eric especially, she's 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 on she's, point. No, <laughs> she's great, I, I the rest of us suck. I'm brutal. Gray, Gray plows through with confidence, as I always say. So yeah. then I go with him, especially his sweetest pronunciate pronunciations. He says it so confidently yeah. that I'm like, that must be it. So <laughs> I I look it up and then I write it down phonetically <laughs> so that I can read it. <laughs> That's a smart that thing that I'm going to start doing now. <laughs> So yeah. this this continues from the previous track, and there's the the bass riff mutates a bit, but then it it cuts to what on the vinyl on demand reissue becomes a second piece, just deangst, and there's sort of synth flutter, there's synth flutter and bass and tape hiss on the trailing piece or the second half of this. Before we get to what I know is one of Sean's favorite things, and I mean, why wouldn't it be? It's a remix of our favorite track. And uh, what, what do we know about this remix? It's, it's credited to Endraum. Endraum. I don't know how to say it. Did I say good? Did you say sure. It good? Yes, yes. Cool. <laughs> we all win. <laughs> well, I did a little discogs, like, poking around to see who this guy was. I, I apparently I don't, I don't have any of his releases it sounded familiar but it's probably just because it's a word I saw when I was in Germany or maybe like I saw it on the tape or something but it seems like it's like a martial classical like like a neoclassical kind of like uh thing you know like that 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 kind of project symphonic sort of stuff okay in the nursery style Mm, Elijah's mantle yeah, style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of. I don't know. You know, it's like like I haven't gone too deep down that rabbit hole. Like with a lot of that stuff, it's like I like that stuff, but like there's only so much time in a day to like go really deep sure. on like you know modern classical. And sometimes that shit just gets a little too European for me. If you know what I mean. Like you know, like I love it, but you know, like I got shit to do. Like well, it was I'm from Boston. Like you know, I I, I should just be listening to the Dropkick Murphys. Like as far as I'm concerned, you know, like, like sit around like Tis listening to some guy in Europe going like, do, 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 do. like I love it, but like you know, I got shit to do. So. Wow. But anyway, I'm not talking shit because I actually think that stuff is really cool. <laughs> oh. So this is, uh, I mean, that would make sense with the strings, the horror movie feedback sounds on it. The vocals are mm -hmm. kept perfect. They're still just as great and powerful. But cool. there's also these descending, sinking, drowning sounds in it that that keep pulling lower and lower, just a, a pitch shift, a tone shift downwards. 
And this is a really cool remix of a really great song on this tape. I like that 1993, it's just like, let's, yeah, let's put the remix at the end. And it fits. It works perfectly. It's, it's, it's a chef's kiss. Like, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's beautiful. Like, it's, just, it's just a really tasteful way to end the fucking tape. It's just sort of like, we have all this stuff that's just like really organic. And then it just sort of like, and then we put it in the studio. Here's some like other cool shit on it. And this is like, wow, that's tasteful. And it's kind of just like gives it a nice kind of like coda, almost like the like end credits of a fucking movie or something. You know what I mean? It's just like you had, we just had this experience listening to the tape and now I just roll the credits and here's a remix. Like it's like, it's, it's awesome. Very cool way Indeed. to end this very cool tape and a fitting tribute for Maria Zerfel. You have been listening to Noise Extra. Noise Extra is brought to you by Chondritic Sound, a home to noise artists for over 20 years, by Verdant Weapons, maker of quality contact microphones and noise devices, and by our Patreon supporters. You can find our Patreon at patreon.com slash noise extra, and your support really helps. You can find us on Instagram at noise extra, on the web at noiseextra.com, one E in those, and on Twitter at noise extra, with three A's at the end. Thank you for listening to us and to Noise.